News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Macias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty. Well, welcome to the Luke Messiah Show. We have a bunch of Republicans who have recently decided to come out and divide our party going into November. And this is something that often conservatives get blamed with. I get told all the time, Luke, why don't you realize it's November? You're supposed to unite. We're supposed to all be on the same team. And the interesting thing is all the same people that complain to me about this don't seem to be very loud, while Robert Nichols, Karl Rove, and Speaker Dade Phelan have decided to come out and divide our party leading into November. Over the weekend, the Texas Tribune hosted a their Trib Fest, their annual Trib Fest. And again, this event is attended by 90% Democrats. Most of the people interviewing these lawmakers are very liberal journalists. Some of them have their pronouns in their bios and all this different stuff. But the interesting thing is that attending this leftist convention, uh, Dade Phelan decides to sit down and let all of the liberals in the crowd know that he believes that the Texas House probably will try to revisit and revise the pro-life laws that we have in our state. So I need you to understand that one of the things that we have constantly complained about, when I say we, I mean the universal we as conservative Texans have complained about, is that we have a lot of Republicans that don't actually actively push Republican priorities, okay? We have a bunch of Republican policies that we could pass and we don't pass them. Now, when we do pass them, which we've passed a lot over the last several sessions, it's usually in spite of the lawmakers and they're doing it kicking and screaming all along the way until it passes and they all act really excited that it did pass because you're not going to tell your voters that you didn't want to pass the thing that they wanted to pass. So our Speaker of the House now comes out and says, the thing that Texas should be most proud about, which is that we now have laws that respect all human life, for the most part, there's uh, some... There's really a couple different loopholes that we might see getting um, exercised. So there's a chance that there's a a self-induced – there really is a self-induced abortion loophole where you can end the life of your own child and not be responsible for it. That is one loophole that exists. The other is that you can order medication from across state lines and get it mailed into you. That's another um, loophole that you can get. And so that person can't be prosecuted because they're out of the state. I'm not an expert, but I'm telling you there's a handful of loopholes that will likely be exercised. That being said, um, currently we have some of the strongest pro-life laws in the nation and we should be really proud of it. But our Republican speaker of the Texas House, the second most powerful statewide elected official in Texas, the most is the lieutenant governor, the second most is the speaker, the third is the governor. A lot of people don't remember that, but we have a very weak governor state as a whole. So the Republican Speaker of the House has come out and said, you know what? There are some children who can't be killed that we think should be able to get killed. That is what he said. It says that he physicians have told me that this is complicating medical care for ectopic pregnancies and miscarriages. The Texas Republican Party, Texas Right to Life, a bunch of groups have all come out and said, Don't believe the liberal media's spin. They all keep telling you that this is affecting miscarriage care, and it's not. And then a couple liberal doctors bend Dade Phelan's ear and say, no, really, it is. And this guy comes out and says, you know what? We've got some pro-choice policy we want to pass next session. We're going to be revisiting our pro-life laws. 
What Democrat speaker of any house in any blue state has come out and said, you know, we're really going to be revisiting these Democrat policies. We're thinking about passing some GOP priorities next session. Hasn't happened. Never would. But in Texas, this is what we have. And this is what a lot of Republicans are doing. Robert Nichols, senator from East Texas, comes out and says, oh, I think we need rape and incest exceptions. This guy voted for a clean ban. And this is what tells you how hypocritical these people are. First of all, you have to understand that a lot of Republicans voted to ban abortion last session because they never thought Roe v. Wade would actually be overturned. And this is a lot of your public officials. They're voting for things because they're like, well, good thing is abortions will still continue, but I can tell everybody I voted to ban it. And a lot of them think in those terms. And then all of a sudden, Roe v. Wade was overturned, praise the Lord. And now they're going, well, golly, that means none of these kids can get killed. Oh, man, we got to revisit this situation. Maybe there are some that should be able to have their life ended. Carl Rove. This is the guy. So if you're wondering why many in the Republican Party say the entire Bush era was unhelpful to the GOP. If you're wondering why so many of us worked very hard to make sure that George P. Bush did not win the attorney general runoff. It's because Carl Rove just came out and said, you know what, Texas, all these pro-life laws they have in Texas, these are way too extreme. Carl Rove is credited for teaching George W. Bush how to co-opt the evangelical vote. George W. Bush treated evangelicals like a block of voters that he could manipulate, and he and Karl Rove were masterful at it. They organized pastors, and they George W. Bush talked about his faith and talked about what the Lord had done, and, and these things were intentional. It was an intentional marketing effort made at a block of voters that they knew were really, really, really important. But guess what? Then when it comes to actually enacting policy that reflect the values of this block of voters, Karl Rove comes out and says, this is way too extreme. And you go, well, what is he saying is too extreme? He is saying that legally you have to be able to end the life of some unborn children. That just, you, he can't even conceive of a world where you say none of these children's lives are ended. He does not have, that doesn't register for Karl Rove. So he's come out and said, this is too extreme. Senator Robert Nichols from East Texas says, I'd vote for rape and incest exceptions. And Dade Phelan says, oh, we're revisiting, we're revising. We have a pro-choice agenda next session. So not only is Dade Phelan not coming out and saying he will push Republican priorities, like, he has not said, hey, any of these Republican priorities need to be addressed. Absolutely not. But he has come out and said, hey, there are some pro-choice priorities that we might have to definitely deal with. This is why we are constantly reminding so many of you that you cannot place your trust in the elected officials. The Republican Party is a tool to wield to accomplish policy that is important to allow for human flourishing, for the preservation of individual rights, for the protection of the innocent. This is what you use the Republican Party for. And here's what's interesting. When I say that, somebody would say, oh, so you're not loyal to the party. I'm more loyal to the party than Dade Field and Robert Nichols and Karl Rove. 
These would be seen as party guys. No, they're not. They are against the party when the party starts actually accomplishing what the what platform has, our platform has said we want to accomplish. When we actually start getting our way and winning, these are the ones that come out and divide the party. They're divisive while conservatives are uniting. The SREC, the State Republican Executive Committee. So for those of you who don't know, the SREC is the statewide governing board of the Republican Party. There's one man and one woman from every single senatorial district. This is the board of directors of the entire Texas GOP. And they voted on whether we should be giving Democrats chairmanships. Texas is one of the only Republican states where we give 40% of our chairmanships away to Democrats. And those chairmanships, if you're a chair, you are the God King of your policy area. You can kill any bill you want to kill as chairman. And we hand 40% of those to Democrats. We can't find another red state that even does this. But hey, got to keep Texas special. The SREC takes a vote and an issue that wasn't even being talked about two years ago got unanimous support, 64 to zero. 64 to zero. They said, we have to have Republicans chair committees, period. That's what they said. Kerry Cheshire tweeted out by a vote of 64 to zero, the Texas GOP SREC adopts a resolution asking the Texites to stop appointing Democrat committee chairs. The resolution is titled, quote, Republican majority means Republican control, end quote. This sums up the difference between the current activists in the Republican parties, the leaders of the Republican party, us, Elected officials that want to fight and Karl Rove, Dade Phelan, and Robert Nichols. They do not believe that Republican majority means Republican control. Democrats believe this. Understand, when Democrats get a majority, they use the majority to wield their control, to accomplish their mission. They believe. And, and here's the thing, like, I disagree with a Democrat saying that universal health care will be better for people. I fundamentally disagree with that. I actually think it will lead to less health care for those people who need it. Okay, but I actually believe that there are quite a few Democrats that they do not actually believe that the policies they're pushing are going to lead to massive rationed health care. Some might, but not all of them. There's a lot of them that just believe if we make health care universal, more people will get it. They really do believe that. Have they thought through it well enough? Probably not. Do they understand economics? Probably not. But it doesn't mean that they actually want, in most cases, to lead to the destruction of society. I would argue differently for people who want to like sexualize children and put porn in schools and have drag shows in front of two-year-olds and sex change little boys to little girls, little girls to little boys. That's a whole nother different deal. But you have to understand that when Democrats get elected, they really do believe in the mission that they have and they try to accomplish it as much as possible. And this, doesn't, this has not been emblematic of the Republican Party in the past. And so as the GOP has shifted over the last eight to 10 years, you now have a party that is very much focused on enacting its priorities and policy. Give us wins on the board. And you are going to see more and more of these moderate Republicans come out and fight tooth and nail. And you're going to realize that they are not united. They are not united with the party. They are united against us accomplishing our priorities, which is what we've said for a long time. We've said these people that are saying they're Republicans are not. And they are united with Democrats to keep us from accomplishing Republican policy. And you know what? I'm grateful that Dade Phelan and Robert Nichols and Karl Rove have reminded us very publicly that that is the case. 
So don't give me any crap for not uniting in November. I'm uniting with people. I'm saying let's give Republicans as many as much power as possible in the legislature because the more power they have, the more power we will have to be able to accomplish what we need to accomplish. But you have to understand that they don't even want that. A lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them. And for Dade Field and Robert Nichols, Carl Rove, that's what they've made clear this week. And that is absolutely insane. Speaker Strauss came out. So Speaker Strauss, remember, a lot of, it was interesting. I was sitting down with somebody who's uh, very in Texas politics now, okay? And not about, you know, protect their name, but this is somebody who's very involved in Texas politics now um, and will be somebody very involved for a while, right? And we were sitting down having coffee and I just brought up Joe Strauss. And it was so funny because it was just the look on his face. And I said, well, you know how Strauss was elected, right? And he was like, no. And it was so funny to me. I feel like uh, talking to young people who like don't remember 9-11 or why we went to war in the Middle East. And I, it made me feel kind of old, which is weird because I'm 32, but I've been in Texas politics since I was 16. And so I have this like historical perspective at times that even people who have been involved for a while don't even see. Um, and it's not because they're not competent. It's just because they literally weren't even in politics at the time, right? So in 2008, with the Obama wave of getting elected, we had a two-seat majority in the Texas House, 76 Republicans and 74 Democrats. And the Democrats basically said, look, if we just vote for a Republican and he gets a couple friends, like we can name whoever we want to the speaker's position. And so they go and get Joe Strauss to be their speaker. And he gets elected as the Democrats' choice. His wife had served on the board of Planned Parenthood. He was very clearly not a Republican. And this is what we argued for a very long time. He was part of the Karl Rove, George W. Bush faction. He was to the left of them on these issues. But he was kept in power. Even in 2010, when Republicans took back a near supermajority of the Texas House, they kept Joe Strauss as their speaker. Why? Because that is the culture of the Texas House. You have to obey the hierarchy. It doesn't matter if it's going to cost you dozens or hundreds of Republican policies. You don't get to decide. Once somebody's in power, he gives enough lieutenants enough power, and then they keep everybody else in line. And then they give enough little crumbs of rewards to keep those people complacent until they decide they don't want their power anymore. And then when they pass it on, they pass it on to somebody they want. And year after year after year, Joe Strauss kept his power. Credit to him. He's a very smart politician. He governed a state that was far more conservative than he was for a very long time and kept all these Republicans supporting him and protecting him. Now that he's not the speaker, he comes out and here's what he said. He said that passing the heartbeat bill, the trigger ban on abortion was a horrendous mistake. He said, it's a huge mess, a self-inflicted wound to members of my party. And he still considers himself a Republican. And the reason he does, even though he voted for Joe Biden, he voted for Hillary Clinton, he says he's a Republican and the media props him up as a Republican. Why? Because they want to destroy this party. So these are people that are Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden supporters that have spouses on the board of Planned Parenthood that do not reflect in any way Republican values, but they will say my party in reference to the Republican party. Why? Because they want to wield this party for their end. This is what we're fighting over. 
He says, it's a huge mess. It's a self-inflicted wound on members of my party who should have paid better attention and didn't think of the consequences. The con- didn't think the consequences will be difficult for them. Time will tell. He said, basically, these people are short-sighted. They didn't realize that there's going to be consequences. You want to know the type of Republican we need. We need Republicans in office that are like the Democrats who passed Obamacare and lost. Democrats had a path to passing Obamacare, but it would require a bunch of Democrats to vote to pass that policy that would lose their elections after they voted for it. And they did it anyways. And they lost the majority. Why? Well, is Obamacare gone? Did Republicans immediately take over and say, screw y'all, we're going back to more free market health care that gives more to more people and doesn't have these premiums completely skyrocket. No, they didn't. Because they knew once I get once I get that little bit, once I get that win, Republicans, they don't have the stomach to go back. And so they did it. Those Democrat congressmen, some of them ran again. They won later. Some of them did other things. Some of them stayed in government. Some of them probably just went back and made a ton of money. But they got done what they wanted to get done. And we live in this mentality and people like Joe Strauss try to give our politicians this fear mindset like this. This could be unpopular in some of your districts. Okay, go tell your districts why you did it. Go explain to people why life matters. Go tell them that there's been a long time in human history where supporting human rights, basic human rights and human dignity for people cost you politically and you do it anyways. And then you go and actually earn their support. That's what you need to do. And that's what we need to do. And that's what each and every one of these politicians is doing. They're being scared and taking their cue cards from Joe Strauss, who is a Democrat, period. He's not a Democrat supporting Republican. He's a Democrat. But he gets to claim a Republican Party. I do appreciate Joe Strauss. He was way more honest than most Republicans. He constantly told people, like, I'm pretty moderate. And here's where I am on these different issues. And then Republicans kept giving him the power. But he was more honest than most of the politicians in the Texas House because most of them will tell you, oh, I'm really conservative. And then all these bills will just die and they'll act like they weren't in a position to prevent that from happening. So that is what is happening in Texas. um, And that's what you need to be aware of. Don't let people tell you that you as a conservative are the reason the party's not united. You are not the reason we're not united. There are moderates in this party that are hell-bent on keeping us divided all the way through November. Don't fall for it. Get your friends rallied up. Make your decisions. And don't accept the premise that you're dividing the party. You're not. You are the Republican Party if you're a conservative Republican. That's what these Defend Texas Liberty PAC polls continue to show. The Republican Party are the conservatives. And the people that are out of lockstep with them, they're dividing us because they realize that the party is no longer theirs. And this is the way they throw a fit. Anyways, uh, I'm going to go to a conversation with Michael Quinn Sullivan, who is a friend of mine here at Texas Scorecard and somebody who I've, of course, been in politics with a long time. All of you probably know him. If there's any of you who don't, it just means that you're so new to Texas politics that you're just plugging in. But I'm going to bring Michael on to talk about uh, some of the other things that Texas Scorecard is doing with its new um, exposed season. Exposed is something we've talked about here before. So uh, with that, uh, let's go to Michael. Mr. Sullivan, thank you for coming on. Uh, I have uh, followed the exposed season. I know this is something that uh, Scorecard brought out a couple 
years ago, and I guess it's what a couple seasons ago. Is that like right. one year yeah. ago? And so this is the third season right, right. now, and we are talking about China. Um, we had a conversation with Mr. Montoya about a lot of the investigations they were doing as the season has kind of come out. I just wanted you to come on and update our listeners as to some of the things that. I guess, for lack of a better term, are being exposed through this podcast and um, kind of the time frame of how they can follow along. Yeah. So what the, the whole thing began months ago when folks started whispering about land purchases and other things. It seems kind of sketchy, but you really know. And what Robert Montoya and his team found was that the situation in Texas is, is worse than we could have imagined. And so between the articles they wrote over the course of about a month, uh, 14, 15 articles, and then our um, exposed podcast season that is kind of built around those articles, um, w- what we found is that the situation situation in Texas is scarier than we could have imagined. Uh, whether you are talking about the infiltration into our public universities, talking about infiltration into our K-12 schools, uh, looking at the way local governments are handing taxpayer money to CCP-affiliated businesses and enterprises and organizations, all of it just screams out for a solution. Um, and fortunately, there are folks like Kyle Bass, a businessman from Dallas. There's our ag commissioner, uh, Sid Miller, and a former state rep, James White, who have all been trying to bring forward solutions to this, whether it's transparency, enforcement, uh, maybe even outright prohibition of allowing um, uh, the CCP to have uh, you know, ownership of land or, or to get uh, handouts from uh, from Texas taxpayers. Uh, but yet there is a, 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 a great wall, if you will, of opposition there coming from Republicans and Democrats um, who want to stop any kind of effort uh, to rein in uh, this infiltration, to block this infiltration um, of the of the Chinese Communist Party, where they're talking about Gene Wu on the one hand, a Democrat mm-hmm. from Houston, um, who you know is always quick to go on to Twitter and other places yeah. to apologize or to make nice with the Chinese government, or even Neil Bush, the son of former U.S. President George H.W. Bush, um, who's out constantly peddling all things CCP. Um, we as citizens need to be uh, speaking out loudly about this, and I would suggest that uh, the 2023 legislative session, um, lawmakers need to put some bandwidth to this. You're seeing it in other states. Uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida, right after our uh, season came out, uh, Ron DeSantis um, put out a push around things in Florida. Uh, we've got six other states that have already banned uh, the Chinese communist government and its related entities from owning uh, land in mm-hmm. their in their state. So, you know, Texas wouldn't be uh, trotting any new ground here, but it's ground that Texas needs to uh, needs to jump onto quickly. Often the reporting that Scorecard brings to light are things that seem very obvious to Texans need to be done. And that likely means that there are probably a couple of Republican states who have already done it. That's just something we've become kind yeah, of accustomed right, yeah. to. Yeah, sadly, it's sadly. like, well, that should happen. Well, there's probably a couple of people that have already done it, which also means that there's even less excuse. This hasn't led to some major housing crash or anything like that. Even if you told the average Texan, hey, the Chinese Communist Party not being able or their affiliate entities not being able to purchase land in our state is going to even cause your property to go down. I don't even think they would have a problem then, let alone um, just the reality that 
what I what I think we're seeing in both the reporting and the exposed series is again to help open people's eyes to the fact that when the CCP does something, they're pretty smart about doing it. They don't literally show up and wave a flag and go, "This is the CCP here to buy this land." <laughs> Except for in the schools. <laughs> Except, Except for in the, the schools, schools are a little more obvious. Yeah, yeah. But it's like we've talked about Adam Goldman last. Uh, session with DG, DJI, the drone company that all of a sudden was going to have access to all sorts uh, through legislation that was being pushed. We have a Chinese Communist Party affiliated company that goes and hires lobbyists. No surprise, hires Adam Goldman, whose brother is the chairman of the Energy Resources Committee. This is a Republican who everybody sees as, oh, he's one of the Republican lobbyists. We have a lot of Democrat lobbyists even mm -hmm. that are powerful. But they're like, no, this guy's the Republican. He's just telling me that this free market bill on drones is good. And all of a sudden you go, wait a second, this is going to give a company that gives all of the data that their drones collect right. directly to the Chinese Communist Party. And we're going to have their drones flying all around Texas, taking videos and pictures of our infrastructure, of our grid, of all this stuff. Luckily, in 2021, when Tony Tinderholt at the time brought this to the floor, all these lawmakers are going, oh, my gosh, of course, I'm not going to vote directly with CCP. But CCP knows that, which is why they don't actually come out and say everything we're doing is Chinese Communist Party right. directly, and which is why we're bringing this to light. Because if it's brought to light, it's very hard for people to stand on the right yeah. side of things. And, and, and what we found repeatedly in this in our various discussions with folks is that the CCP has, is, is just fine with using our system and in some ways our sense of, of, um, of economic morals and economic fair play against us. Mm. Um, uh, Lance Gooden, um, a, a U.S. representative from East Texas, uh, described them as, you know, they, they don't play fair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that, you know, and then he's very exasperated by it. And he was he had a little bit of a chuckle in his mouth because, you know, but but it is true that the Chinese government does not care about breaking our rules. Mm -hmm. That they, they have a goal to undermine our system. Therefore, they will come in. They will lie. They will cheat. They'll do a whole lot of things. And we go through a number of these uh, instances in the podcast and also in the reporting. And folks can find all that at TexasScorecard.com/slash/China. Um, but you know what, what we find repeatedly is that you know the, the opposition, the stuff feels very um, free market economic mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know where you know you talk. About about putting restrictions on who land can be sold to. You know, I, I, I talked to a fella, yep. been his family's been a friend of mine for a long time, saying, but Michael, I don't you know, I, I want to get the best price for my land. I don't care who's buying it. Okay, yep. well, what if it's going to be a staging area for the TRICOMs? What if they're going to be tying into our infrastructure? Well, the government needs to stop them. Well, you are the government. You know, I think, Luke, that's the problem is, is each one of us have to remember that the government isn't something else in our country. Mm -hmm. we, we are supposed to be in charge of the citizens. That that doesn't just mean, oh, I'm going to go vote for the president and put a state rep's yard sign in my yard. No, yeah. it means that I'm going to take some bit of ownership in protecting Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, th that's what we're supposed to do as citizens, and we can't be outsourcing it to. You know, do we really think that Beijing Biden is going yep. to protect us? Do we really think that Gene Wu is going to protect yep. us? Do you think Neil Bush is going to protect us? No. It's up to each one of us as citizens, each one of us as Texans, uh, to start make, asking these fundamental questions about what, what we can do as individuals and what we can do working together and what we can force our legislature to do to protect Texas. I feel like you're recognizing – you know, it's interesting to kind of hone in on the fact that um, China 
knows that Texas has this idea of a free market, right? And right. that Texans generally like the free market. Now, yeah. China could care less about the free market. They have no concern. They don't no, believe no. that this is the best way to distribute goods and lead to prosperity for people. No. But they are smart enough to go like, hey, we're when we go to America, we're going to do everything under the guise of free market. Yeah. And I, I, it seems like the citizens have shifted faster on that issue than the elected officials, right. uh, where you know, citizens seem a little easier to go along with the idea that says – no, I, I know we've pulled this several times, but like the polling in the last year has moved rapidly. Yes. I mean, it good. was one in five saying, oh, yeah, don't sell land to China to like seven in 10 now saying like, look, I don't want China to own my neighbor's property, the farm. I don't care that I'm telling the farmer across the street. They, a, a, and then you go, well, when you go into the actual halls of the State House of Congress and other stuff, you hear a lot of Republicans saying, hey, I'm trying to get traction on this issue, but a lot of people are uncomfortable with yeah, it. Yeah. And, and I feel like a lot of this kind of boils down to, you know, you know uh, again, Sid Miller, our yep. state's ag commissioner. Um, so something he said, and if you've ever heard, you know, Sid Miller's voice, you know, it kind of echoes yep. in your head. You can't hear his name without hearing his voice. Yes. And so I hear Sid Miller's words echo in my head when he said, have we become so greedy that we put um, profits ahead of patriotism? Mm. Yeah. And and that has really stuck with me mm -hmm. since, since I first heard him say that back in, back in I guess it was July, that, um, you know, w each one of us have to be thinking through this. And I, and I think that even as we confront the legislators, I think there are a lot of these cats, Luke, I know we're not supposed to talk about this. We're not supposed to bring this up, but there are a lot of them who look at the cushy deals that um, that Nancy Pelosi and her husband get with a lot of relationships around China. Mm -hmm. You can look at Mitch McConnell and his wife, Elaine Chow, and all the money they make from a shipping company um, that, uh, mm -hmm. that Elaine Chow's family owns that is a CCP-authorized mm -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so you've got a lot of these guys who get enticed and say, oh, well, look, I mean, you can make an investment in this company here. You're sure to make a lot of money. And so a lot of legislators are worried about, uh, you know, that they want that those same kind of deals available to them that they see available uh, to, to other maybe more entrenched politicians mm -hmm. of both parties. And until they find out that their citizens um, – uh, are not that interested in their ill-gotten gains yep. um, that uh, they're, they're going to keep. But they're going to keep pushing for that. And again, that's where each one of us citizens have to say, "Not anymore, Bubba." Thanks for coming on, Michael. And again, if you are a listener and you want to either read the stories or follow along with the Exposed series, you can go to texasscorecard.com forward slash China. You can plug into everything being put out. It is a really interesting uh, reality that we have to face where China has come in and realized that there are certain aspects of our society that are quite greedy. And I think Michael has done a good job. Uh, Sid Miller has done a good job of bringing that to light. And it's something we can all evaluate in our hearts. We know that uh, we can tend towards greed, each and every one of us. And so it's really quite sobering to realize that the country that probably hates us the most also recognizes that weakness. And they've figured out a way to come in and start to play in play toward that, either with their economic activity, with their government activity, with their activity in our school systems, activity in our universities. I hope that each and every one of y'all are more up to date on what is going on here because in 2023, Republicans are going to have to be very intentional about facing this threat. This is not just a threat at Congress. It's a threat in your school board. It is a threat in the state house. It is a threat in your county and each and every one of these levels of Republicans. It is a threat at our statewide elected offices that can take action here and make sure 
that we are not going to allow this type of influence to reign in the Lone Star State. And hopefully we can accomplish what other Republican states have done and then go further and actually start to be an example that other Republican states can say, now we could follow in the footsteps of Texas. So um, I hope that each and every one of you all go in and collect more of that information, gather more of it, share it with your friends, texascorecard.com forward slash China. Well, I'm grateful that Michael came on. And again, I want you all to all continue to be as engaged and educated on these issues. I will tell you that if many of you go, one of the things I've encouraged many of you to do is actually schedule a meeting with your county commissioner, with your county judge, with your state representative and bring this information to them. I will tell you that they start to get real nervous the more educated their populace is because it tells them that they can't just get away with passing a handful of bills that sound really good and then telling you about them when they get reelected. So that's the reason I bring on Michael and other people like that to bring you this information so that you can do something with it. It doesn't do us any good if all you do is hear this information and go, now I'm more educated. You actually have to go that next step. Guys, I hope that your other takeaway from this uh, episode in general is that we have a lot of moderate Republicans, Robert Nichols, Karl Rove, Dade Field, and they are throwing a fit. And they're throwing a fit because they've lost control of the Republican Party. The Republican Party is actually passing its own policy priorities. And they don't like it. They don't like the ramifications of it. And they're now trying to completely change the tone six weeks out from an election. We're constantly told that we're dividing the party. We're not doing that right now. They are. And they're doing it. Because they have for a long time opposed these type of policies. And when the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, they were not ready for it. None of them supported Donald Trump. None of A lot of them didn't even support him in 2020 after he put all these conservative judges on the bench. And now they're coming out saying, hey, we do have an agenda next session. And it's actually to team up with Democrats and pass these policies. None of these rape or incest exceptions. Some children, right? At the heart, they're saying there are a couple kids that can't get killed today that we'd like to be able to get killed starting in September of 2023. That's inhumane, and they can't accomplish it without the complete support of the Democrat caucus. That's what they would have to do, and we've seen this time and again. So this is why they're throwing the fit. Do not accept anybody's premise if they tell you that you as a conservative are the ones dividing the party going into November. The moderates, they're one doing it. They're going to do it every single week. You're going to see it more and more and more. And they're doing it because they don't actually want us to have a strong majority going into 2023. The bigger a majority we have, the harder it is for them to control that majority and to kill Republican policies. They want it to be a tight state. They wouldn't mind if Ken Paxton loses the attorney general race. That's fine for them. These are the things you need to be aware of and then you need to decide what to do. The other great news is that the SRC unanimously passed a resolution saying, stop giving Democrats power. Every single one of the SRC members said that. Why? Because the Republican Party is uniting more every day, and the moderates in our party are throwing a fit over it. Thank you. Have a great week. God bless you, and God bless Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messiah Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.